Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. We invite you to join us at 1 Oakley Avenue in North Providence, Rhode Island. This podcast is presented to you by The Way Ministries, supported by listeners like you. For donations, live videos, podcasts, and more, please visit www.thewayministriesri.org. Thank you and have a great day. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. So glad you could join me today to get a portion of God's Word. Today, we're going to begin a new book, the book of Ezekiel. But before we get started, I want to say congratulations for reading through the book of Lamentations with me. It's been an awesome journey so far. And the book of Lamentations shows us how, you know, we can be depressed and upset at times too. But God is always with us in His tender-hearted mercies begin afresh every day. So it was an awesome book. So we're going to get started with the book of Ezekiel. I'm going to introduce it and we're going to get started. Ezekiel, introduction. Ezekiel ministers among the Jewish exiles in Babylonia during the last days of Judah's decline. Like Jeremiah, he proclaims the heart-wrenching news that Jerusalem will be destroyed. Upon receiving word that Jerusalem had fallen, Ezekiel, a man of vision, begins proclaiming hopeful consolation regarding Judah's future restoration. Vital Statistics Author Ezekiel, a Zodokite priest, date written around 571 B.C. Purpose, to announce God's judgment on Israel and other nations and to proclaim restoration for God's people. Themes, God's holiness. Sin, Restoration, Worship, the New Temple. Day 228, August 15th, Ezekiel 1-6. to Ezekiel's Vision and Call. Overview. Nearly 600 miles from Jerusalem lives Ezekiel, another of God's hand-picked messengers. Ezekiel is called by God to preach both judgment and hope to the first Judean exiles in Babylonia. Because his prophetic assignment is so challenging, God first gives Ezekiel a most unusual vision. Fortified with a fresh glimpse of God's greatness and glory, Ezekiel launches into his difficult task, explaining to the exiles why Jerusalem will fall and why the nation will spend the next seven decades exiled in Babylonia. Chapter 1 Ezekiel's vision, the prophet, chapters 2 and 3, Ezekiel's commission, the prophet, chapters 4 and 5, judgment visualized, the prophecy, chapter 6, judgment explained, the prophecy, insight, a call to duty, Ezekiel 1-1 of my 30th year, 1-1, refers to Ezekiel's own age, and in the normal course of events, 30 was the age he would have taken up his duties as a priest in the temple. Even though he was hundreds of miles from Jerusalem, his priestly call could not be denied. God made Ezekiel his messenger to the exiles in order to warn the remnant of God's people. Insight. Repetition is the mother of learning. Ezekiel 6.14 Ezekiel's style of instruction might be summarized this way. If a point is worth making, it's worth repeating. 
It might be easy to miss the prophet's point if stated only once, but it is nearly impossible to miss when stated four times in one chapter, 6, 7, 10, 13, and 14. Find it and state it in your own words. Ezekiel 1. A vision of living beings. On July 31st of my 30th year, while I was with the Judean exiles beside the Kibar River in Babylon, the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. This happened during the fifth year of King Jehoiachin's captivity. The Lord gave this message to Ezekiel, son of Buzai, a priest beside the Kibar River in the land of the Babylonians, and he felt the hand of the Lord take hold of him. As I looked, I saw a great storm coming from the north, driving before it a huge cloud that flashed with lightning and shone with brilliant light. There was fire inside the cloud, and in the middle of the fire glowed something like gleaming amber. From the center of the cloud came four living beings that looked human, except that each had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight, and their feet had hoofs like those of a calf, and shone like burnished bronze. Under each of their four wings I could see human hands, so each of the four beings had four faces and four wings. The wings of each living being touched the wings of the beings beside it. Each one moved straight forward in any direction without turning around. Each had a human face in the front, the face of a lion on the right side, the face of an ox on the left side, and the face of an eagle on the back. Each had two pairs of outstretched wings, one pair stretched out to touch the wings of the living beings on either side of it, and the other pair covered its body. They went in whatever direction the spirit chose, and they moved straight forward in any direction without turning around. The living beings looked like bright coals of fire or brilliant torches, and lightning seemed to flash back and forth among them, and the living beings darted to and fro like flashes of lightning. As I looked at these beings, I saw four wheels touching the ground beside them, one wheel belonging to each. The wheels sparkled as if made of beryl. All four wheels looked alike and were made the same. Each wheel had a second wheel turning crosswise within it. The beings could move in any of the four directions they faced without turning as they moved. The rims of the four wheels were tall and frightening, and they were covered with eyes all around. When the living beings moved, the wheels moved with them. When they flew upward, the wheels went up too. The spirit of the living beings was in the wheels, so wherever the spirit went, the wheels and the living beings also went. When the beings moved, the wheels moved. When the beings stopped, the wheels stopped. When the beings flew upward, the wheels rose up, for the spirit of the living beings was in the wheels. Spread out above them was a surface like the sky, glittering like crystal. Beneath this surface, the wings of each living being stretched out to touch the other's wings, and each had two wings covering its body. As they flew, their wings sounded to me like waves crashing against the shore, or like the voice of the Almighty, or like the shouting of a mighty army. When they stopped, they let down their wings. As they stood with wings lowered, a voice spoke from beyond the crystal surface above them, 
Above this surface was something that looked like a throne made of blue lapis lazuli. And on this throne, high above, was a figure whose appearance resembled a man from what appeared to be his waist up. He looked like gleaming amber, flickering like a fire. And from his waist down, he looked like a burning flame shining with splendor. All around him was a glowing halo, like a rainbow shining in the clouds on a rainy day. This is what the glory of the Lord looked like to me. When I saw it, I fell face down on the ground, and I heard someone's voice speaking to me. Ezekiel 2. Ezekiel's call and commission. Stand up, son of man, said the voice. I want to speak with you. The spirit came into me as he spoke. And he set me on my feet. I listened carefully to his words. Son of man, he said, I am sending you to the nation of Israel, a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have been rebelling against me to this very day. They are stubborn and hard-hearted people. But I am sending you to say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says. And whether they listen or refuse to listen, for remember, they are rebels. At least they will know that they have had a prophet among them. Son of man, do not fear them or their words. Do not be afraid, even though their threats surround you like nettles and briars and stinging scorpions. Do not be dismayed by their dark scholars, even though they are rebels. You must give them my messages, whether they listen or not. But they won't listen, for they are completely rebellious. Son of man, listen to what I say to you. Do not join them in their rebellion. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. Then I looked and saw a hand reaching out to me. It held a scroll, which he unrolled. And I saw that both sides were covered with funeral songs, words of sorrow, and pronouncements of doom. Ezekiel 3. The voice said to me, Son of man, eat what I am giving you. Eat this scroll, then go and give its message to the people of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he fed me the scroll. Fill your stomach with this, he said, and when I ate it, it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. Then he said, Son of man, go to the people of Israel and give them my messages. I am not sending you to a foreign people whose language you cannot understand. No, I am not sending you to people with strange and difficult speech. If I did, they would listen. But the people of Israel won't listen to you any more than they listen to me. For the whole lot of them are hard-hearted and stubborn. But look, I have made you as obstinate and hard-hearted as they are. I have made your forehead as hard as the hardest rock. So don't be afraid of them or fear their angry looks, even though they are rebels. Then he added, Son of man, let all my words sink deep into your own heart first. Listen to them carefully for yourself. Then go to your people in exile and say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Do this whether they listen to you or not. Then the Spirit lifted me up, and I heard a loud rumbling sound behind me. May the glory of the Lord be praised in his place. It was the sound of the wings of the living beings as they brushed against each other and the rumbling of their wheels beneath them. The Spirit lifted me up 
and took me away. I went in bitterness and turmoil, but the Lord's hold on me was strong. Then I came to the colony of Judean exiles in Tel Aviv, beside the Kibar River. I was overwhelmed and sat among them for seven days. A watchman for Israel. After seven days, the Lord gave me a message. He said, Son of man, I have appointed you as a watchman for Israel. Whenever you receive a message from me, warn people immediately. If I warn the wicked, saying you are under the penalty of death, but you fail to deliver the warning, they will die in their sins, and I will hold you responsible for their debts. If you warn them and they refuse to repent and keep on sinning, they will die in their sins, but you will have saved yourself because you obeyed me. If righteous people turn away from their righteous behavior and ignore the obstacles I put in their way, they will die. And if you do not warn them, they will die in their sins. None of their righteous acts will be remembered, and I will hold you responsible for their debts. But if you warn righteous people not to sin, and they listen to you and do not sin, they will live, and you will have saved yourself too. Then the Lord took hold of me and said, Get up and go out into the valley, and I will speak to you there. So I got up and went, and there I saw the glory of the Lord, just as I had seen in my first vision by the Kibar River, and I fell face down on the ground. Then the Spirit came into me and set me on my feet. He spoke to me and said, Go to your house and shut yourself in. There, son of man, you will be tied with ropes so you cannot go out among the people, and I will make your tongue stick to the roof of your mouth so that you will be speechless and unable to rebuke them, for they are rebels. But when I give you a message, I will loosen your tongue and let you speak. Then you will say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Those who choose to listen will listen, but those who refuse will refuse, for they are rebels. Ezekiel 4, a sign of the coming siege. And now, son of man, take a large clay brick and set it down in front of you, then draw a map of the city of Jerusalem on it. Show the city under siege. Build a wall around it so no one can escape. Set up the enemy camp and surround the city with siege ramps and battering rams. Then take an iron griddle and place it between you and the city. Turn toward the city and demonstrate how harsh the siege will be against Jerusalem. This will be a warning to the people of Israel. Now lie on your left side and place the sins of Israel on yourself. You are to bear their sins for the number of days you lie there on your side. I am requiring you to bear Israel's sins for 390 days, one day for each year of their sin. After that, turn over and lie on your right side for 40 days, one day for each year of Judah's sin. Meanwhile, keep staring at the siege of Jerusalem. Lie there with your arm bared and prophesy her destruction. I will tie you up with ropes so you won't be able to turn from side to side until the days of your siege have been completed. Now go and get some wheat, barley, beans, lentils, millet, and emmer wheat and mix them together in a storage jar. Use them to make bread for yourself during the 390 days you will be lying on your side. 
ration this out for yourself eight ounces of food each day and eat it at set times. Then measure out a jar of water for each day and drink it at set times. Prepare and eat this food as you would barley cakes. While all the people are watching, bake it over a fire using dried human dung as fuel and then eat the bread. Then the Lord said, This is how Israel will eat the filed bread in the Gentile lands to which I will banish them. Then I said, O sovereign Lord, must I be defiled by using human dung? For I have never been defiled before. From the time I was a child until now, I have never eaten any animal that died of sickness or was killed by other animals. I have never eaten any meat forbidden by the law. All right, the Lord said, you may bake your bread with cow dung instead of human dung. Then he told me, son of man, I will make food very scarce in Jerusalem. It will be weighed out with great care and eaten fearfully. The water will be rationed out drop by drop, and the people will drink it with dismay. Lacking food and water, people will look at one another in terror, and they will waste away under their punishment. Ezekiel 5, a sign of the coming judgment. Son of man, take a sharp sword and use it as a razor to shave your head and beard. Use a scale to weigh the hair into three equal parts. Place a third of it at the center of your map of Jerusalem. After acting out the siege, burn it there. Scatter another third across your map and chop it with a sword. Scatter the last third to the wind, for I will scatter my people with the sword. Keep just a bit of the hair and tie it up in your robe. Then take some of these hairs out and throw them into the fire, burning them up. A fire will then spread from this remnant and destroy all of Israel. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. This is an illustration of what will happen to Jerusalem. I placed her at the center of the nations, but she has rebelled against my regulations and decrees and has been even more wicked than the surrounding nations. She has refused to obey the regulations and decrees I gave her to follow. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. You people have behaved worse than your neighbors and have refused to obey my decrees and regulations. You have not even lived up to the standards of the nations around you. Therefore, I myself, the Sovereign Lord, am now your enemy. I will punish you publicly while all the nations watch. Because of your detestable idols, I will punish you like I have never punished anyone before or ever will again. Parents will eat their own children, and children will eat their parents. I will punish you and scatter to the winds the few who survive. As surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, I will cut you off completely. I will show you no pity at all, because you have defiled my temple with your vile images and detestable sins. A third of your people will die in the city from disease and famine. A third of them will be slaughtered by the enemy outside the city walls. And I will scatter a third to the winds, chasing them with my sword. Then at last my anger will be spent, and I will be satisfied. And when my fury against them has subsided, all Israel will know that I, the Lord, have spoken to them in my jealous anger. 
So, I will turn you into a ruin, a mockery in the eyes of the surrounding nations and to all who pass by. You will become an object of mockery and taunting and horror. You will be a warning to all the nations around you. They will see what happens when the Lord punishes a nation in anger and rebukes it, says the Lord. I will shower you with the deadly arrows of famine to destroy you. The famine will become more and more severe until every crumb of food is gone. And along with the famine, wild animals will attack you and rob you of your children. Disease and war will stalk your land, and I will bring the sword of the enemy against you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Ezekiel 6 Judgment against Israel's mountains Again, a message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, turn and face the mountains of Israel and prophesy against them. Proclaim this message from the Sovereign Lord against the mountains of Israel. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to the mountains and hills and to the ravines and valleys. I am about to bring war upon you, and I will smash your pagan shrines. All your altars will be demolished, and your places of worship will be destroyed. I will kill your people in front of your idols. I will lay your corpses in front of your idols and scatter your bones around your altars. Wherever you live, there will be desolation, and I will destroy your pagan shrines. Your altars will be demolished. Your idols will be smashed. Your places of worship will be torn down, and all the religious objects you have made will be destroyed. The place will be littered with corpses, and you will know that I alone am the Lord. But I will let a few of my people escape destruction, and they will be scattered among the nations of the world. Then, when they are exiled among the nations, they will remember me. They will recognize how hurt I am by their unfaithful hearts and lustful eyes that long for their idols. Then at last, they will hate themselves for all their detestable sins. They will know that I alone am the Lord, and that I was serious when I said I would bring this calamity on them. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Clap your hands in horror, and stamp your feet. Cry out because of all the detestable sins the people of Israel have committed. Now they are going to die from war and famine and disease. Disease will strike down those who are far away in exile. War will destroy those who are nearby, and anyone who survives will be killed by famine. So at last, I will spend my fury on them. They will know that I am the Lord when their dead lie scattered among their idols, in altars on every hill and mountain, and under every green tree and every great shade tree, the places where they offered sacrifices to their idols. I will crush them and make their cities desolate from the wilderness in the south to Ribla in the north. Then they will know that I am the Lord. My Daily Walk Ezekiel's frequent refrain, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, embodies two important principles. God is the Sovereign Lord over all things. He is the mighty King of history, and He is in control. God has revealed Himself to humanity. In the Word of God, we find God's words to us. They reveal His character, His purposes, and His plan. This edition of the Bible is a devotional tool designed to help you walk through the Bible. But how much of God's Word are you allowing to walk through you? 
your thoughts, habits, speech, and conduct. Put these words on an index card for quick reference. God said it. I believe it. I will do it. And that settles it. Then with God's help, translate this is what the sovereign Lord says into this is what my life says. How important it is to make sure we are submitting our character, our purposes, and our plans to the will of God as revealed in his word. Make that the central commitment of your life. Life without purpose inevitably falls prey to the perverted ways of the uncommitted life. That is so true. That's all for today, my friends. It was great reading along with you. Have a great day and keep up the good work. And God bless. And I will see you tomorrow. Lord willing, peace.